0: side the out of the shadows of my life
1: hello everybody and welcome to this episode of the so weird podcast tonight we are talking about season two episode of james gar and as your host today i'm taking over for zach i'm Kat. i'm kathy
2: i'm emily
0: and i'm jimmy
1: jimmy back with us tonight
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be back.
1: Glad to have you back. So tonight's episode is probably one of the most overlooked episodes from seasons one and two of So Weird, but it's my personal favorite. Would somebody like to give us a summary of this one?
0: Basically, Carrie, like, gets sick and has tonsillitis, and so the gang is in a hospital. And then, of course, they end up meeting a gentleman who is in the hospital, and he is kind of strange to be. And so she ends up finding out from his doctor that he is going to be sent out into the world. He was put under cryostasis and is now going to be sent out into the world. And she, um to deal with that issue of, you know, how is he going to be taken care of and what's going to happen to him?
1: Yeah, so for this week's Monster of the Week, it's more about tackling the question of, do human beings have souls? What happens when we die? Is the human body all there is to us or is there more? And I really love this episode because it reminds me a lot of the book A Ring of Endless Light by Madeline Langle. I'm talking about the book, not the terrible Disney movie adaptation because that just butchered all the themes of the novel. <laughs> so I love how in this episode we start out lighthearted with Carrie checking in at the hospital and threatening to cough on people as retaliation for Jack kind of teasing him <laughs> and when, asking, when asked what the problem was by one of the nurses he responds overprotective parents I love that line so in the hospital we really come across two patients and it's interesting that both Jack and Fee are able to find a friend in this hospital First with Jack, with this old man, who they kind of cut in line earlier in the episode, who's coughing. And the old man's so nice and friendly, like, oh, you go ahead, you still have time. as he's been in and out of the hospital with leukemia, which brings us back to one of our favorite people. Somebody else want to talk about this connection?
2: So uh, Jack, as he's talking with this man, he discovers that he has leukemia. And um, because of that, he opens up about his relationship with Gabe, with Mr. DeFranco. That's the man's name. And it's just really sweet to see Jack talking about Gabe again and um, how much he loves her. And he shows uh, Mr. DeFranco the angel necklace. It's a nice moment.
1: That's one of my favorite scenes because you can tell just how much Jack cares about Gabe I was thinking about her the way he rubs the necklace while talking to Mr. DeFranco. Yeah. It's so sweet.
0: The older guy, um, he said that he had myeloma, which is a form of leukemia. But that was the word that Jack recognized that Gabe had. So I wonder if that was the same. I'm unsure though. But um, and I like that her angel music played in the background during that scene. That was pretty.
3: Oh, I didn't even notice that. that <laughs> that's cool
0: I hope i'm not wrong <laughs> but um it sounded like the same music from the angel episode to me
4: mm-hmm.
0: like it kind yeah. of tuned that that little tune it was really pretty
4: i also like how jack admits um to mr defranco because jack becomes really good friends with him and he's feeling mm-hmm. really down because mr defranco's basically you know saying i'm gonna die soon and then i mm-hmm. like that jack admits that like, he doesn't really believe in all the strange things, but he does believe in miracles.
2: Mm-hmm. It's one yeah. of my
1: favorite lines from this
4: episode, because you wouldn't expect that from Jack,
1: but I think that's part of what makes Jack such a well-written character, and that while he won't believe in the paranormal, he'll still believe that good things happen, and he kind of has that innocence about him.
3: hmm And
1: it also kind of plays on Patrick Levis as a Christian. I know he did an interview during the year's run with the Catholic magazine where he talked about his faith and how Gabe's angel was kind of a nice tie-in that was intentionally done for his character because he was such a strong
2: Christian. Oh, wow. Oh, I believe that for sure. When he says that line, I feel like I'm seeing Patrick saying it. Um, yeah, talking about miracles.
1: And while Jack is off making friends with this patient, Fiona accidentally befriends another. While they're in Carrie's room, Fiona is sent to go get towels, and she finds that is sharing a room with a man who's just kind of laying in bed, and he t- refers to himself in the third person a lot. James Gar is not disturbed, does not dress, and it's kind of creepy and robotic like. Sophie gets caught talking to James Gar, and his doctor walks in, tells Fiona that she shouldn't be talking to him. And Fiona does a little bit of snooping and finds out that he had his body frozen until they were able to. Physically heal his body, but he hasn't been the same since he's been woken up.
4: Yeah, and they froze him because, well, one, it was an experiment they were trying out, but he volunteered, James Garr, because he had a brain tumor. Yeah, it was an inoperable brain tumor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, like, you know, when I'm rewatching it and I don't remember much, I'm thinking, like, why would he volunteer to do that? But then in the episode, he says um, he knew he would die if he didn't, and he had nothing to lose, uh-huh. which is, that's pretty sad.
1: Yeah. yeah, and one of the most touching parts is that before he went in to be frozen, he gave the doctor a photograph of him with his class because he was a teacher. And that photograph was supposed to represent all the things that were important to him. So I guess it's why he wanted to keep living so that he could continue to be a teacher and touch hundreds of lives. Mm-hmm. But when he woke up, as referring to himself in the third person, he had he can remember being a teacher, but there's no real connection, no real passion for it anymore. And he tells them yeah. to just throw it out.
0: Yeah, it's really sad. Um, Mr. DeFranco was on the phone, do you remember like when Jack first walks up to the, the candy machine?
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's, like,
0: talking on the phone. And I thought it was funny. I wrote down the joke. He said he's, like, talking to his granddaughter on the phone. And he goes, $2? Who does that Tooth Fairy think she is? Tad Raxel? He's, like, get some of that Tooth Fairy gold. Um, Anyway, it was really funny that he made a Tad Raxel reference. And that probably was what caught Jack's ear to, like, pay attention and kind of be nosy in that his conversation as well as bumping into him right here, right? (laughs) <laughs> but um that was crazy like the tadraxel reference
1: yeah, that's yeah one of my favorite things about seasons one and two is all the in references and the side characters that are introduced for an episode or two are never forgotten
0: yeah. yeah and he made um a reference as well like do you remember when he did the magic trick for jack like with the candy bar and then he goes um you know, it's easier to laugh like he was saying like when he coughed that it was easier to laugh at the you know, the hospital humor. But then he says that the soul has to go to a better place. And when he does the magic trick, he says, um, that the soul goes from here. And so he was saying that basically that was the reference to the whole entire episode because as he's mm-hmm. about to leave, he goes, Well, gotta go, kid. I'm just following the soul and then he mm-hmm. walks away. So it was like a reference to the whole episode. I thought that was really cool.
1: That's a good catch. I didn't think of it like that. That reminds me of this scene when Fiona is talking to James Gar's doctor. It's probably one of my favorite parts of this episode where she asks her, like, isn't there anything you can do? Because they're getting ready to release James Gar tomorrow and he's going to be thrown out on the streets with no real sense of self. No family, no place to live. And James Gar seems so cool with it. Either James Gar will live or James Gar will die.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Fiona has this great little speech about how she believes that there's this spark in people and that you could call it a spirit, a soul, whatever you want. But it's what makes a person a person. And James Gar was just missing that so the surgery wasn't really a success but unfortunately
4: there was nothing else they could do.
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
4: She, The doctor says that you know it's not she failed and James Garr is like no Mm -hmm. you didn't I'm alive but you know with the doctor uh, she's an interesting character because at first like it seems like she's kind of cold or mean but like she did have good intentions and she is like distressed about (laughs) what happened.
0: That was kind of like. I thought it was really crazy how she broke her patient doctor confidentiality just because Fee was like, trust me. <laughs> like, you know, because when Fee Fi first yeah. goes back there.
4: Oh, in the <laughs> freezer? Yeah. 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 yeah, she's like,
0: get out of here. I'll have you arrested. Fee doesn't even care. She's like, cusses her out. Like, what did you do to him? Like, doesn't even care if she's going to get arrested.
4: Yeah, that seems so. It's so odd to me. Like, Fee is acting. Like, I, I know it's in Fee's character to question adults, but she's acting a little too much for me out of, you know, out of not knowing that much so far. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a nice tie-in, the way the episode
1: is structured, in that as Jack is dealing with finding out that Mr. DeFranco thinks that he's going to die that night, Fee finds out that James Gar is going to be thrown out into the streets the next day. So around the same time, they're both upset about the fates of their friends. And uh, they see Molly coming to the hall. And I think it's such a nice moment when they meet in Carrie's room at first, and they're both upset over what's happening to their friends. And as they're moving out into the hallway, they hold hands for a moment, and then they talk to Molly about it. And Fi asks Molly, what do you do when you want to help somebody so badly? but you can't. And Molly tells her, even if you can't help somebody, you can still love them, and that matters. That is my all-time favorite, so weird quote, and I think it's a really good way to look at life in general.
3: Agreed. Mm-hmm. agree. That's
1: beautiful. Completely agree. And it just goes to show that Molly Phillips is the best TV mom who has ever been written. <laughs> I love her so much. Every Mother's Day, like, I want to honor
3: Molly Phillips more
0: than I want to honor my mother. <laughs> I agree with you. know I'm right there with you, like, totally. Absolutely. I love her character. And it's made me love Mackenzie Phillips even more.
4: Yeah. I just, I love this episode, how they decided to do, uh, like, a parallel with Fee's situation and Jack's situation, and they eventually mixing together. Because they could have just stuck with, you know, just James Garr. But I feel like Mr. DeFranco is, like, equally as important as
2: James Garr. Yeah. And it's kind of refreshing because Jack is so concerned with going on with his friend that, you know, Fee, there's not that Jack and Fee moment where Fee tells Jack the theory and then Jack shoots it down or whatever. like they're both too concerned with what's going on to argue about, you know, I guess the technicalities of what's happening with their friends. So,
4: yeah, true. Um, I wrote down, like, I think it was during that scene that Kat was saying where she is so concerned about James Carr leaving. I wrote down like, Oh, Fee is so caring. And then in the next scene, it shows Jack like being so caring. Awesome. Like, Oh, so is Jack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
3: one of Where's the things that self? I
1: really love about the Jack V dynamic is that they're not constantly at each other's throats. You have some episodes where they're bickering back and forth, like in Troll. And then you have episodes like this, where they've got each other's backs. And I think the fact that they hold hands for, like, a total of two seconds in the episodes, and it's so subtle that, like, you blink and you miss it. But I love that it's there. Because it shows how close they are.
0: Yeah, it's a really selfless episode for the, for both of their characters because they really have, like, no control. They're just kind of, like, helpless in both of their situations. Oracle works itself out. Um, Did you guys notice that um, the doctor, Dr. Rooney... Which I was sad because we actually don't know who that actress is. Unfortunately, um, all of the copies of this episode, the credits are cut up. Uh, unless I'm wrong, I couldn't find who she was. I, I know
4: who she is. X-Files fans know
2: who she is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was gonna say. She's, who uh, is she? She's Scully's mom in the X-Files. That is what she's known for.
0: I thought she looked familiar. You're so right. I've seen every episode of X-Files and that just, oh my God, that's so,
3: <laughs> right.
0: oh my God, it's her mom. I was like, Why does she look so <laughs> familiar? Because it's cut off. It's not on IMDb. I couldn't find it anywhere. Just Googling. I'm like, who is this woman? It's not but on I'm IMDb. Concerned. They, so they have everything.
2: Know. It's not listed I in her credits her. either, so it's not, not only yeah, is it not on the episode page, that. it's not listed in her credits, but it's definitely her.
1: Why not? Is she ashamed of thank So Weird? She that. has no reason to be. She <laughs> no, should really. be proud of So Weird. We should
0: tweet her. Yeah, maybe it's just missed. Yeah, crazy. But we thank you so up. much yeah. for that, because I was stressing over that heart earlier. I'm like, yeah. I cannot figure out who she is. So, in the James Gar episode, Dr. Rooney had actually mentioned that James Gar was the first human patient that had volunteered for her. And if you notice, when Fee first looks through the window, there's a chimpanzee named Larry and a border collie named Shasta. <laughs>
3: um,
0: and I looked at the date, um, I was trying to see the date of suspension that James Gar actually went into cryostasis. And what I could make out was nine sixteen eighty four. I hope that's correct. Wow. But um, yeah. So I think that was when the little picture of him and with his little students was taken in nineteen eighty four.
2: Good catch. I've always. I'm nosy. Thought, <laughs> I I've always thought that it was interesting that they actually um, had an episode about cryostasis and cryogenics because. Uh, There's been a long-standing rumor, which is actually a myth, that Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen. That he's not (laughs) actually buried anywhere. So I just think it's interesting that they actually let this uh, episode plot go through.
1: Kind of Yeah, I like that So Weird has episodes focused on the paranormal, but then they also have episodes focused on the weird sides of science. Between this and the episode about cloning... Mm-hmm. I think it's another cool facet of the show.
0: Mm-hmm. And the question of the soul, that was really, like, a beautiful question in this episode, you know?
1: Yes, I love, love, love it when kids' shows go there into those deep philosophical questions about life, the universe, and everything. Thinking about things. Yeah. And not enough shows yeah. allow kids to do that. And so they're just talking down and dumb down but never so
0: weird yeah they showed a dead body in this episode for like three seconds i was like wow this is really dark
4: (laughs) that always is is like it boggles my mind or blows my mind because it's i'm always like what the heck they show him like died you you see the lights fade away and he's like with his mouth open dead yeah spoiler alert for anybody (laughs) who hasn't watched this episode yet (laughs) sorry and then it's sad also because Fee sees him die that's like that would you know that would impact me oh yeah happy yeah. note.
1: he <laughs> gets the greatest magic trick ever yeah as jimmy brought up earlier his soul the soul of mr defranco has gone from here to there and he magically goes in his soul goes into james gar's body
0: yeah he was accepting a gift Oh, going along with what you were saying about Jack and Fee's connection, um, remember like toward the end of the episode, they were actually having their connection where Fee was basically admitting defeat, and then Jack was admitting defeat. You know that there's nothing we can do for him, and there's nothing they could do for James Carr. And then James Gar overhears their conversation, and he's like, "I want to meet your friend," and that's when Jack starts to realize Mr. DeFranco is coughing and starting to pass away, and then. Here comes James Gar with a gift to offer. I thought that was so sweet.
1: Yeah, and it's also a nice touch that Jack is the one who runs out of the room to get a nurse for his friend because he's okay, always on the side of science and not the person who is in the room when the real magic happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: To miss, it, to miss it. Of course, he's going to leave as soon as the paranormal thing happens. <laughs>
1: Of course, he's Jack. He can never be there when the weird stuff happens. If he does, we have to erase his memory.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Flashy thing him. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. Jack, of course, felt really bad about not being there when he died. Um, It was heartbreaking, really. But it was nice that, uh, I guess, Mr. DeFranco and James Gar's body comforted him. Kind of weird though. <laughs> that
1: is the weird yeah. part where like Jack thinks that Mr. DeFranco is dead. James Garr gets up and he does this magic trick to kind of hint that, hey, I'm still here, don't be sad. And then like he talks about going to see this little girl in Florida, his granddaughter. <laughs> I always wondered how is that family going to react to this stranger claiming to be their <laughs> grandfather?
4: yeah <laughs> that
1: has some pretty wild
4: implications <laughs> i don't know what the writers were thinking when they wrote that
0: <laughs> yeah they, he, they shouldn't have made the granddaughter reference at the end they should have just like let it go but i like that him like doing the extra magic trick where he stole the gabe necklace from jack and then did a magic yeah. trick with it but it was cool that um You know, that kind of went along with Jack's miracle speech at the beginning. That, like, Mm -hmm. he kind of got to realize the miracle came true in that moment, but really not believe it, maybe, knowing Jack.
1: Yeah, I don't think Jack really believed it. I think Jack thought that Mr. DeFranco was gone, and, oh, hey, this guy does magic tricks, too. Hey, he knows about my necklace. That's weird. And then probably didn't think too much into it.
0: And who (laughs) does he know in Florida? (laughs) Because I remember, like, the the old man, like, Jack knew the old man had a granddaughter in Florida, but he didn't know that James Garr knew anyone in Florida. Like
1: <laughs> Everybody knows somebody in
0: Florida. <laughs> right. Our grandparents.
4: Um. What's sad also is Mr. DeFranco, he's so, like, he's basically happy throughout the episode and doing all these tricks and joking. But then, like, you know, right before he's going to die, he's suddenly saying how, you know, he doesn't want to leave or be gone and i think uh he says like i don't know if there's another world out there mm-hmm. or something oh, he, he says the words another world and yeah.
0: intentional <laughs> i wrote it down yeah that was a, definitely a reference to like um a looking for another world he says he loved being in love maybe there is another world but i'm sure gonna miss this one and then it reminded me of the lyrics, "Looking for another," you know. So. Yeah. Aw, it was so sweet. That was a sad part. I could cry on that part, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Aww. That's
2: another
1: example of how the writing on the show was so fantastic that you have those subtle in references to the other episodes of the series and other elements.
0: That we're still like. Loving seven, you know, like all these years later almost 20 years later. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, God, I love this show so much. I want
2: to cry. I know I know
0: <laughs> So weird fans will like burn our candles together <laughs> oh, Never give up on so weird
4: so uh, something about this something about this episode that I Question is when Jack is first talking about miracles um, Mr. DeFranco says you know, miracles save that for someone with more time on the meter. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, the soul, like his soul still got saved even though he's old. So I'm like, does that make sense in this episode?
0: <laughs> well, as if maybe it does a little with him as an old man because in his knowledge then, all he thought was, I'm gonna die, I'm just gonna die, and I don't know what what really is to come, you know, none of us really know, we have hope, but we don't know for sure, but he did know he was gonna die, so.
1: I think it also goes along with the idea that he was an old man, so he lived a full life, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he, he figured give it to somebody who hasn't lived a full life yet.
4: But then yeah. I also I do get sad that um James Garr's soul, you know, was never saved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he we went don't to heaven. maybe go. his soul is in another world. <laughs>
0: yeah. Back in 84, he passed away in 84 maybe when he got frozen cuz remember Fee was like maybe something happened to him while he was frozen and then the doctor had said that she had created a new form of vitrification that didn't affect the brain cells. So maybe she was wrong and she failed in that way, that her form of vitrification failed and it did affect his brain cells, and he did die in 1984. And so he wasn't there. His, his body was basically like an Android or an autonomous robot without a spirit, no spark.
1: Mm-hmm. Could we classify James Garr as a zombie? Because So Weird's yeah, done
4: vampires
1: probably. and werewolves, but never a zombie episode, but Jane, I, the story I, of James Barr, this is kind of zombie-ish.
0: Well, actually, I, I don't want to... Well, I could correct you, because the episode Boo.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead. Oh, <laughs> <about Boo>. mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just erase that. From, <laughs>
0: yeah. Never mind. I was like, wait, see, Ernst Hart, and then um, uh, Henry Winkler. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, because he says, sorry, back to if James is a zombie or what, whatever, he says he doesn't <laughs> hunger or thirst. He doesn't need to sleep. Uh-huh. Oh, that's mm. makes it more weird. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I so. think you might be able to classify him as a zombie.
2: <laughs> but he doesn't <laughs> hunger, so he doesn't hunger for human brains, right? Except for well, maybe his own if he's Twilight
0: Twilight's vampires sparkle in the sun and Anne Rice's vampires burn to a crisp. But <laughs> You know, like, I guess it's all in the, you know, what type <laughs> of zombie is it? Or what type of creature is it? You know, who's writing this story, I guess.
1: Maybe this is one that we should just go on Twitter and bug the writers. Is James Gawr really a zombie?
2: <laughs> I'm sure Zach has an opinion on this. So <laughs> I'm to ask him what he thinks.
0: We'd like to hear
1: that. Yeah, he's going to be like, DART, I missed the zombie episode.
0: (laughs) Mr. DeFranco, I thought it was cool that he was in, like, some Disney movies, like, Cool Runnings, and he's also in Stephen King's Dreamcatcher, which I just watched that, and I didn't know he was in that. And um, he is, for, like, X-Men fans, I don't know, he did a voice in X-Men Evolutions. He was Mastermind's voice. So that was kind of a cool reference to, like, to know that. Um, And then... James Gar character. Um, I don't know if you guys know he was in iRobot and he was also in Watchmen,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but um, and oh. the new Flash show and yeah. And did you guys know he was in the oh. Butterfly Effect Two with Eric Lively? That was kind of cool. really.
3: Yeah. There was a Butterfly
1: Effect
0: Two. You haven't seen it. It's Eric Lively. He's the lead character. You have to watch well, that. You believe it's it. So good. What well, well,
4: I do
1: have to watch it. I didn't know that it existed.
0: Is that our so in
4: it. I knew it existed. Love it. I love the first one, but I didn't hear good things about the second.
2: <laughs> so that's why I never
0: really saw like it. it. I feel like it kind of stands on its own. Like It's its own little thing. And if you watch it, I think you can appreciate it. If you did like the first butterfly effect, I even like the third mm-hmm. butterfly effect. Like, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I'm like I like those.
1: <laughs> They're good. <laughs> the only thing I've ever seen Eric Lively in besides So Weird was that movie where he reached Kristen Stewart, and that just made me all kinds of uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Aw, he he's in a new Tyler Perry movie, um, the Christmas movie. I'm, I was happy to see him in that. Uh,
2: one more thing about the James Gurr actor, uh, which we mentioned before, but he was in the pilot episode of So Weird as the club manager, so he was in Family course. Reunion. <laughs> Oh, That's and one funny. more thing
1: that I just thought of now that I haven't thought about in years was the first time I read Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is before the movie came out, when I pictured Gilderoy Lockhart, I was picturing James Carr. <laughs> I don't know why, but
4: I did.
2: <laughs> that I is interesting. I've gotten <laughs>
4: Oh I wanted to say I would love to have that angel necklace if they were to sell it.
0: I wonder was it made specifically for the show or does it exist somewhere like is it a design of a necklace or
1: I don't know but I really wish that if Disney was open to actually using so weird as in selling the show again having merch for it we could have so much awesome stuff in terms of so weird merch Like fee rings, angel necklaces, PKB tour jackets. Oh. Like I
3: would. It would be so amazing.
0: So. Remember when they came out with like, they came out with that season three merch, like of the voodoo doll and the, the Ouija board and.
4: Was that
1: uh, real? What else
0: did they have? I don't know. Like was I think think it was some kind of sweepstake thing. I don't remember. Oh. Okay. Yeah.
4: I think they were selling it. it.
0: maybe it never got off the ground like it was promotional but then never got you know any um
4: so this episode it was the story was by doris egan i don't really know what the difference is teleplay by doris and john wiseman and i think oh um, john wiseman I've I forgot what he said about this one. I don't have the document up, but I know that he said that Doris did majority of everything.
2: Yeah, I don't think he said anything about this one. I looked it up the other day. He just said that he came in at the very end and kind of uh, you know, polished it up a little bit. Yeah. She had to leave. So
4: So I looked up um Doris and she's done some or she's written for some big shows like Dark Angel, Smallville, House, Black Sails, okay. Rain, and she's also Rain produced. Yeah, she's also produced a lot of things like House also and NCIS, Smallville, so Did
1: she do wow. any other episodes of so weird? No. Huh. So I really? guess that explains this why it. this episode stands out as being kind of different from the rest of the series and being having a much more somber theme in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and tone.
4: Mhm. And how they're just in one lo- they're in one location the whole time.
1: Yeah, that's another good Yeah, complaint. the
0: hospital's like almost a character in the episode.
1: Probably my one complaint about this episode because for seasons 1 and 2, it the show has a more realistic setting feel to it. And then season 3 is one with all the bright colors except for this hospital. This hospital belongs in season 3.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Their first attempts at changing Disney, they, it was subtle. I guess
1: they needed something lighthearted about this episode. They were like, hey, <laughs> let's paint it bright colors. Kids won't we're know what we're talking her. about. It'll look great.
0: They killed a guy <laughs> with purple walls. Yes,
1: yeah, so that makes it okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right that really was like so deep like just imagine sometimes people need therapy seeing somebody pass away and Fee and Jack have like really been through a lot and like with their dad passing and everything else they've seen and gone through like Fee found a dead body in the sacrifice episode you know like it's just crazy (laughs)
2: Well, speaking of um you know how dark or whatever it got there at the end Do you all remember this episode airing very much? Because this is the one episode in seasons one and two that I have no memory of watching. And we don't have very good quality of it. So I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if it aired that often. And if it was, if not, was it due to the subject matter? What do you think? I don't think so, because I really,
1: like I love this episode so much. I feel like maybe I'm fake remembering watching it on TV. (laughs) <laughs> because Same. I don't think it aired that much on Disney.
0: Same here. The yeah, I'm like, it I, has Disney okay. logo and everything. I don't remember. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't know.
2: Yeah, because when um, I rewatched the show in like 2008 for the first time in a while, I was like, how do I not remember this episode? I remember all the other episodes from the first two seasons. And I got to be honest, like, when I watched it, I didn't understand the ending when I was. 18 very well like I was like what just happened (laughs) you know don't you spell out for me so I don't think as a kid I would have had any idea what was going on at the end and it probably would have just been to me like oh my god that guy died how bad (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. that's what I would have taken away from this episode so I wonder if they got complaints about it I don't know
1: well I read A Ring of Endless Light when I was 11 and it deals with the same themes and the same idea as chirogenics. So that was my first introduction to it. And when I finished the book, like my entire worldview changed. I was like so somber and depressed for like weeks after I put that down. And then I just went back and read it again. Because I I don't know. There's just something about this topic and this question about what makes us human. What, do we have souls? Mm-hmm. And just the whole idea of it and how do you deal with the end of life? Do you try to cling on for as long as you can or do you let go? And I loved pondering those things as a, a, an 11-year-old kid. So I don't remember watching this episode for the first time. But I do remember around 2007 when I got into my first so Weird rewatch. As soon as I saw the theme of this episode... I was like "Ah, that's so cool it's just like a ring of endless light Hmm. and again it brought up all the same thoughts and left me deep in my thoughts for a long time after.
0: It's really deep (laughs) but beautiful I mean I definitely think it's important for all of us to ponder that you know just it's sad you know that death is like all we have to look forward to and where we do ponder like is there something more is there like a higher intelligence is there another place we go what what comes after this you know it's um it's very beautiful but then again it's tragic at the same time
1: yeah but it's all part of what
4: makes us human
0: absolutely definitely
4: I hope that Fee and Jack, like, did something fun after that. <laughs> well, Jack did try his hand at doing the magic trick.
0: Oh, yeah, he was working on some magic. Yeah, they they left kind of positively before they got on the bus. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, so are you ready to go into our ratings for this episode? Sure. So. Sure.
4: Who's going to go first?
0: Ladies first.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so rating it. I do really like it a lot, um, especially because, if, you know, mainly it focuses on Jack and Fee and how they deal with things, and I love the characters, and I love emotions, and I love sad stuff, <laughs> so I would rate it a 7 out of 10. 7? Seven. 7?
1: <laughs> seven, that is a C. <laughs> that is average
4: no i would have given it more if there is at least some rick mention or something to do with molly
1: was molly's excellent parenting advice not enough for you i wanted a little little bit more that's not good enough (laughs) Hmm. wow
4: i'm disappointed in you Uh, (laughs) there's gonna be bonus bonus on this bingo on this bingo card (laughs) Mm -hmm. Instead of Zach, it's me this time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, Zach's not here.
3: Um,
2: (laughs) i I give it two thumbs up, definitely. Uh, I do really like this one, as I said. I don't have a lot of memories of watching it, uh, actually none, but um, I think it's a very touching episode, and the ending did make me a little emotional. So there's another check on your bingo card. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, I actually think this episode has some really great acting too from uh, Patrick Levis and Cara D'Alessia. Um, You know, I know a lot of fans talk about maybe the ending of Strange Geometry being Cara's finest acting moments, but I kind of more appreciate the quieter emotional moments from her and, uh, we see that on display in this episode. And I guess, you know, just seeing Jack and Thee dealing with um, these things and also supporting each other is really nice. They're, as I've said before, that's my favorite relationship on this show is uh, the sibling relationship between Jack and Thee. So, yeah, definitely two thumbs up.
1: Gold star for you, Emily. <laughs> I would definitely give this episode 10 out of 10 because it's rare for a kids' show to delve into such heavy themes, and So Weird does it beautifully. And I love it when a kids' show never talks down to its audience. We have Molly being an A-plus parent, giving life advice that I still apply to this day about how loving people is every bit as important help as you could possibly give. And you've got nice Jack and Fee bonding. You've got a little bit of humor. Good storyline. Good references to other characters and aspects of the show. Solid 10 10 out of 10.
2: Wow. So I guess, you know, Kathy, Kat, and I have all given out 10 out of 10s now. Is that right? (laughs) No. Kathy gave it 7. No. No, no, no. For at least one episode. Oh, okay. Oh, uh I think so yeah yeah what was yours for Kathy I can't
4: remember um I think it was strange geometry
2: gotcha and I was for Rebecca so
4: and then I think uh-huh. nightmare also what's your rating Jimmy
0: I think I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10 just because it wasn't like one of my favorite episodes um, I I really enjoyed that it had to do with the soul and kind of what happens to us after we die. But I definitely have more favorite episodes, so I think it falls with an 8 out of 10 for me. I don't know exactly why, but that's what I give it.
1: Yeah, I can see that because this episode isn't important in terms of the overall story arc. But it's by <laughs> far the best standalone episode of the series. And there's just something and about it that's so powerful even to this day that I just love it with my whole heart.
0: It's hopeful in reference of Rick as well, you know, just because he is passed away and the whole kind of premise of the show is Fee searching for Rick. And so just the subject matter of the show is really hopeful to the watcher, I guess, when we were expecting to get some kind of resolution on Rick's story. So in that sense, it's kind of hopeful that, like, oh, miracles do happen. Hopefully, Fee will get to resurrect her father.
2: <laughs>
0: but nope, that never happened. Only in the, the alternate universe season.
2: But, and that, that also raises an interesting question, though. Will, if he did get resurrected, would his soul be returned to his old body or would it be attached to a new one?
0: And mind blown, what about the episode Strange Geometry where Fee actually made the choice not to resurrect him when that man offered? Yeah. So, yeah, that going along with your question there, like, about his soul, like, would it be attached? Would it be evil? Would it be, you know, like, it's not right to do that. It's not the proper Mm -hmm. law of nature, you know, to bring them back. So...
2: Dun dun dun. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But then the question arises again with the Banshee episode and the alternate season was he taken before his time?
1: I think it says that he was taken before his time in Destiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Destiny, it was
0: saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, all these questions that we can have. (laughs) It's crazy.
1: That we'll never get answers to because the real know. season 3 never happened. Yay!
0: Aww. Oh. In our hearts yeah. it happened. Hmm.
3: I couldn't it's imagine... not enough. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine the Disney CGI of like Fee going to hell? Like what that would look like? It would probably like look like the episode when she goes in... Remember when the baseball went into that alternate universe? I wonder <laughs> if like hell would kind of be all like fire like that or something.
2: Yeah. I, I think they just use red lighting and like right. have a really basic <laughs> bear set somewhere. <laughs> I think
0: they'd have like All demons
2: and been.
0: corpses and <laughs> skeletons reaching out for her and stuff. Oh my gosh. I wonder how dark they would have gone.
4: and <laughs> um, then I'm bashing on Disney some more. Mm-hmm. Disney would never have an episode now, like in any show where they focus on like two old men. <laughs> true
1: No, well, it's always focused on the
2: kids It's on the adults it's What do you mean? really ridiculous Just adult relationships as they're portrayed in Disney today In Disney Channel mm-hmm. um, They're not given the limelight as much And it is what they're saying, I guess Oh, yeah,
0: that's yeah. true oh, oh, I see what you're saying Because this episode was focusing on the two old men DeFranco and Gar Yeah
2: Okay, rating
4: time? No, we already did that. Feedback yeah. time. So We actually didn't get that much during our little hiatus. But we did get three comments. Um, two of them are from Melissa on YouTube. And she commented on our Banshee episode saying, I was rewatching this one a couple of nights ago with a friend and noticed something I never noticed before, which gave me a crazy theory. At the end of the scene when Fee is talking to death and looking into into the light, you can see her great-grandmother's face fade into her own. It's very subtle, enough so that I've never noticed. What if Fee is living through her great-grandmother's history and all this has happened before, several generations ago? It's an interesting thought for sure. My friend also caught it and thought that might have been implied.
3: Hmm.
0: I do remember that. But that's interesting. That's a good question. Beautiful thought. I, th- um, hmm.
2: I thought there was something about Fee being a reincarnation of her grandmother at some point.
1: Do you I thought that it? was just like a fan who came up with that idea. Because Jack was the reincarnated knight. I
2: okay. thought Fee mm-hmm.
1: was just named after her great grandmother. So that's the connection between the two. And also how the Banshee recognized her. And how the Banshee first called her Fiona. And then Fee says...
2: Fiona was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She, he mm-hmm. d- the she does say we have met before, Fiona. Does she just looked like her grandma. I don't know. Uh, maybe, or
0: maybe, or, yeah, maybe just smelling the blood. The blood. That's what I gathered. Like that, she was just like you know through the lineage, not necessarily a reincarnation of her grandmother, but carries her blood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's a good theory, though. Yeah,
2: I like that
3: theory.
0: We should and have film pictures of sport
1: further.
4: <laughs> and she also commented on the Avatar episode. Uh, she said, I was watching a few episodes with the friend who's just getting into the show, and I was ironically telling her about Chrysalis, and I knew it was supposed to address Carrie's drinking problem, but wondering what the weird em- element would have been. I had a theory that it- it would be similar to Fall in a way, where there was a serious Molly Fee stuff going on on the side, as well as Ned and Sam's childhood friend haunting them. That was the only way that it, would make, that it would make sense, in my opinion, unless it ended up like the beer bad episode from Buffy, which was just a terrible episode. Avatar ranks pretty low for me, too, definitely in my bottom five episodes. It feels like a filler episode with no real purpose, which I hate. I honestly forgot... Forget it exists until it comes up in a rewatch. Pretty sure I have said the same thing about Shelter. LOL. Hmm.
2: Yep. <laughs> well, the beer bad episode of Buffy is terrible, so if it had ended up <laughs> like that, it would have been terrible. God, That's just the worst. Yeah. And I, I do have fears that if the episode had actually aired it could have played like that. So. Ugh.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't hmm. know what the weird element would have been for that one. It was the worm.
0: No, oh, yeah, yeah. The, he <laughs> swallowed the worm, and it turned into a butterfly, and that was his addiction, right? That.
4: Oh, chrysalis.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the oh, the gosh. weird part would have been the swallowing, of, like his addiction turned into a butterfly or a moth or something. Yes. I think I haven't read that for years, but that was that was would have been an amazing episode.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
4: Thank you, Melissa. And then from Andrea for Avatar, she said, This podcast does not disappoint me at all. I always appreciate differing views on the So Weird episodes because they broaden my viewpoint on the series and even help me notice things that I never noticed or thought about when I rewatch episodes. It helps me look deeper into the series, which I enjoy because I have never loved a show so much as I have this one. Does the James Gar episode move any of you to tears? I love that Fiona and Jack reach out and connect to Perfect Strangers while Carrie is in the hospital. The acting is so wonderful, especially on Patrick Levis' part, and I tear up when Jack finds himself upset over Mr. DeFranco's illness. And Fiona begins to cry when she realizes that James Gar will have nothing when he leaves the hospital. Although it makes me happy that Mr. DeFranco received a second chance at life, I worry about the idea of him going to see his granddaughter in Tampa because she will not recognize him since he is in a different body. I also love it when Jack pulls out Gabe's necklace and confesses his belief in the possibility of miracles. It's also interesting to look back on this episode after so many years because I now recognize Sheila Larkin, who stars on The X-Files as Dana Scully's mother
0: where was this person during the podcast that's amazing (laughs) we Um, always
2: ask ourselves that because she always (laughs) knows exactly what we want to say yeah that was like a little summary (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's perfect so yeah yeah thank you so much for the feedback we really appreciate it and we love hearing everybody's perspectives on the show
4: yeah and i really love hearing when it's very opposing or you know Opposite views like when we don't like an episode, but then there's a whole bunch of fans that do, for example, Lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I oh, know I upcoming... love that episode,
0: guys. I love <laughs> that with, with Dionne Warwick. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I cry on that episode with Kyla Pratt. Oh, I love that episode.
2: <laughs> for some, reason, <laughs> like, like,
4: yeah, I think it's okay, but I don't think it's that great to me. And then I think Zach maybe felt the same. And we just weren't hyping it up that much compared to like everybody else that likes that episode.
0: Were fans expressing dismay?
4: <laughs> mm. I know there's going to be more coming up. So, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <Nice. laughs> season three yeah. is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting. And I do wonder if we'll get um, like, you know, different fans that will start listening to the podcast
2: with season three. Yeah,
4: gotcha. Yeah, maybe.
0: Alex Johnson fans.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is feedback or not, but on our on the so weird uh, Facebook page that I have for the show and for the podcast, um, Allie Marie Matheson was going through it and she was liking a whole bunch of stuff, and she commented on a post and she said, "Can I get on the next one with the little winky face?" So we're going to try to make that happen with having her as a guest. So if anybody has questions, um, you know, send send it our way.
2: Yes, please. Uh, just as a refresher, Allie Marie Matheson was an executive producer on the show, and she also co-wrote episodes with John Cooksey. They worked as a team. So, I mean, we've had a lot of communication with John Cooksey, but Allie Marie Matheson knows just as much about the show as John Cooksey, so we can get a lot of insight from her in um, a different perspective. It's very exciting.
1: Yeah, and it's a huge honor to have her paying attention to the podcast because she was such a major part of making the show so awesome in season 1 and 2. Agreed. So,
3: That's
4: yeah, amazing. if... If Ali's listening right now, thanks so much. Um, It's just like a huge deal for us, and it's really amazing that a lot, a lot of the crew and cast, like you know, have taken notice to the fans who like the show. And you know, it's not the first time that someone's listened to our podcast because we've had another writer, a few writers, listen as well, which is always exciting and a little scary.
2: (laughs) Yeah
1: mostly heartwarming because we still love the show and it warms the heart to know that the people involved in making it still do too
3: yeah
1: even Aww. if disney doesn't <laughs>
3: <laughs> come on disney and, every, and
4: like all the writers are always like you know i would love to have a dvd
2: so i can show it to my family <laughs> <laughs> yeah dang disney uh, the DVD just isn't happening at this point. I mean, <laughs> all we can hope for is that it ends up on that streaming service, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hopefully.
2: I think we're going to have to push for it, guys, but that's further down yeah. the road, so.
1: I am still disappointed in John from the Watch TV app. He said he understood my request. He is a liar.
2: <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't understand. I, I, think, I think we should have put John from the uh, Disney D V D app or whatever on our bingo card. <laughs> 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 oh, the yeah, you yeah, should be on
4: there. <laughs> um anything else we can bring up? Okay. Oh, wait, what well, are you talking about? Disney Channel <laughs> is in early stages of development on a hocus focus T V movie. Um but it's not gonna have any of those three people. Oh. Oh uh It will have a new cast and a new director.
0: No comment. No comment.
4: (laughs) Um, Ortega, who has directed Disney Channel's two biggest TV movie franchises, High School Musical and Descendants, is is not involved. Why would they put that in the article? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
4: (laughs) So basically, this movie is not going to be good.
0: Basically, this is a tragedy, and we should all be very sad right now. Yeah, Um, so
4: everyone's like, no, no, but I don't think it'll be a big deal because it's just like a TV movie thing.
0: The only way it's going to be a big deal is that it's going to cause an uproar. (laughs) And, you know, like seriously, I'm a little offended just at the idea that the original cast isn't in it and they're still alive and well.
4: Who knows what they thought about when they wanted to do this.
0: Uh, money. They probably can't afford them. Money, yeah. They can afford them. I don't know. It's going to be on Disney channel, bring, right? which is
4: the- Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure it's just Yeah, it is. So, I mean, Disney Channel's having a lot of troubles these days. It sounds like um, they're falling behind in the ratings. And maybe this is just like a, a really focused effort to give the channel a, a, a spike, I guess
0: but if if it was a remake i mean i might be on board with a remake but you know like trying to cast some new actors and come up with a new updated story that's kind of cool even though the you know the story still holds up the film still holds up pretty strongly today it's not that dated really you know even though some of the costumes and the at the time are um the movie still everyone still wants to watch it every halloween so I would, wa- I would watch, like, a remake, but I don't know about a sequel. Like, why a sequel? I
4: don't think it's a sequel. I think it is a remake. What oh, is it is a remake. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I could get on board with that. But I hope it's just not too – I hope it's just as dark because something about old Disney, like, even so weird up until the So Weird time is about when it changed. But, um, you know, they had that dark ambiance to their programming. And now it's like they kind of lost that. It's real kind of glitz and glitter. And um well,
1: they I are moving out of the glitz and glimmer element. Are they they're moving away from the last
0: tracks. I'm old now. I'm I don't about, watch Disney.
1: I'm teaching middle school. The only this Disney I've been watching yeah.
0: is Raven's House. I've been keeping up with Raven's House <laughs> online. Mm-hmm. Disney I've yeah, been watching okay. as a thirty year old. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, stuck in the middle is okay, and also Andy Mack.
0: Does that have anything to do with Alex Mack or no?
2: No. Like no. the old
0: Nickelodeon show? No.
2: No, I, not I actually. i I'm like, what's that? Yeah. It's okay. by the creator of Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, oh, okay. Andy Mack. That's why I think it's that way, but.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Cool. That is that it? Anything else to talk about? I don't think so.
1: All right. So thank you everyone for tuning in. This has been another episode of the So Weird podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Kathy.
2: I'm Emily.
0: And I'm Jimmy. Thank you guys for having me.
1: Thank you for all the feedback. And keep the faith, never give up on So Weird. Bye.